Hi, this is Marcos over at Star Tours. I don't listen to podcasts often, but when I do, I listen to Mousecapades. You're at the right place at the right time. You found the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears. It's super califragilistic, I hope you enjoy the show. If you're like me, you're going to laugh a lot. We invite you to pull up a chair. Be guess. Relax and get ready to take a trip to the vacation kingdom of the world. So, grab your magic bands and your Mickey ears. Here we go. Because it's time for another episode of the Mousecapades Podcast. It means no worries for the rest of your days. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. That's right, you made it to the halfway point of your work week. We're going to dish out, as always, on Wednesdays, your rumors and news. And we want to thank you again for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears. This is episode 346, but before we get started, we would like to encourage you to check out our friends at WaltExpress.com for Disney deals, tips, tricks, and all things Disney. I'm looking at two of their posts right now, and we've got 20 snacks you can't live without at Walt Disney World, and another one uh, by Vanda Bean, your complete guide to dessert parties at Disney World. And I believe, nope, let's see here, the 20 snacks is by Mandy Middleton, and then the, ne- the last one, your complete guide to dessert parties at Disney World. Vanda Bean, go ahead and check them out. Great individuals, great website, awesome bloggers. So go ahead and check them out, waltexpress.com. 20 days, Nick? You could uh, have a snack a day and stay there for 20 days? Is that how that works? No, I wouldn't last 20 days with just a snack a day. I'd be doing like three or four snacks a day. No, no, I just meant if you have meals too, 20 snacks a day, I mean one a day for 20 days, that's a good reason to have to stay there. Exactly. All right, so let's go ahead and start off our new segment here. I have uh, Disneyland, excuse me, not Disneyland, this is over at Hollywood Studios on September 5th. So today, right, if I'm doing my, my calendar math correct, today is the 5th. Today is the fifth. All right. So they're going to be celebrating Lightning McQueen Day out there at Disney Hollywood Studios as a nod to his racing number. Guests visiting Disney's Hollywood Studios can celebrate Lightning McQueen on 9-5. I just got that. 9-5. Get it? Get it? Get it? Tell me. You didn't know that. Yes, I did. I read reading the article. Oh, no, but I read the article already. All right, anyway, pretty cool. Uh, let's see here. They're going to have a special limited edition dessert that will be sold at the ABC Commissary, uh, Rosie's All-American Cafe, and the Trolley Cart Cafe. And Vixter is pointing her hand at me and showing, flashing the number two. Is that piece or two? There are two, two desserts. desserts. All right, do we know what those desserts are going to be? One of them is mousse. I, it mine's farther down in my news, so I don't actually know. One of them is a mousse cake that has, like, Lightning Queen's picture on the front of it with... These yummy chocolate sprinkles on the side of it. And the other one, I believe, is a cupcake, but don't quote me on that. I can tell you later in the show when I get down to my notes. So I got here on my notes. I had it. Didn't realize it all along. Lightning McQueen cake, peanut butter, and chocolate cake with a red chocolate uh, ganache. Like I'm saying they got ganache. 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 What? Ganache. Ganache topping. And Lightning McQueen mousse. You're absolutely right. Vanilla and chocolate swirl cookie topped with chocolate mousse. It looks 
pretty incredible. That's all I'm saying. Jimmy Kimmel and his family spent the day at Disneyland. And although that doesn't seem like a big deal to a lot of people, uh, you may remember that his son, Billy, was born with a congenital heart defect and had to have emergency surgery. And so uh, the media saw him there that a year ago he had this surgery. Here he was at Disneyland enjoying Mickey Mouse and all the rides and everything. So he appears to be doing very well. And uh, So I saw the pictures of him. I follow an Instagram account where all they do is take celebrity pictures of right. celebrities at Disneyland. I think I would have given him uh, an earful, though, if I saw him at the park. Why? Oh, my gosh. He loves to give crap to everyone. Oh, oh, oh. I thought you meant about bringing his son. I'm like, that's pretty oh, cool, no, though, no, that his son's doing so well. The stuff that he says and he's allowed to say oh, about yeah. people and really dig deep. We don't, um, we anyway, don't watch him. I don't either. Just saying. I, I, does anyone ever watch Kimmel? Somebody must. He's still in the air. I guess. I don't know. I heard his uh, ratings are tanking. Let's see here. Reedy Creek files permit for Orange County Sheriff's Office in Disney Springs. So the Orange County uh, Comptroller's Office, that's pay, right, has posted a notice of commencement today filed by the Reedy Creek Improvement District for work to take place on an Orange County Sheriff's Office in the Disney Springs area. Reedy Creek, the governing body that encompasses the Walt Disney World Resort, filed a permit related to interior build-out of Orange uh, Orange County Sheriff's Office. So basically what they're doing, they're building an Orange County Sheriff's Office there at Disney Springs because of all the shenanigans that have taken place in the I past. I think that's a wise choice. Right, in the recent years. You know, we're talking about uh, the Pulse nightclub and the shooting and the various things that, that have actually happened there at Disney Springs. I think it's a great idea that they're going to basically have a, uh, what would you call it, a hub or... Yeah. A sub department. It's kind of like whatever it may be there at Disney Springs. Kind of like what Times Square, they have like a little hub in the middle of Times Square for the police. That's not their only department, but that's where they put some guys so that they can watch the shenanigans. I think, I think it's great. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to deter, deter possibly people that are thinking about doing some crazy stuff like the, the, the shooter at the Pulse nightclub. Correct. That wanted to shoot up people there at Disney Springs did not get the opportunity, right. obviously. Which is a good thing. Uh, yes. But he had had plans, apparently, uh, looking, you know, after the investigation was complete. There, he had plans to go to Magic Kingdom. He had plans to go to Disney Springs. And so, right. good move by the Orange County Sheriff's Department and Disney to collaborate and work together to build a sub, uh, I guess, station there at Disney Springs. Honestly, Nick, I, I see in the future that happening a little hub at each park for the safety of the, the people coming the way that our world is going. Sadly. You know, I, I wouldn't object to that. I know it will take away from the theming of the parks themselves. And that's been a hot debate and topic over the last few years. Bringing in security, uh, you know, as far as the pros and cons of everything. So you bring in the security, but it's going to distract you and, you know, and take away from the theming of the overall park. I'm okay with that. Uh, I don't mind your family seeing a police important. officer walking around Frontierland. Nope. I don't mind a police officer walking around, you know, uh, Tomorrowland. Be kind of cool if you could dress them up. I was going to say, you make them right. look like a have Tomorrowland a cow- cop. Have a, cow- have a cowboy. Have RoboCop in Tomorrowland. There you go. A cowboy in Frontierland. You could have, I don't know, what would you, you could call have a ballerina it? for Fantasyland. A ballerina cop. What? For Fantasyland. What? You have to, I didn't say there'd be a guy. True. Well, no, I didn't say there'd be oh, okay. a dude either. I'm just saying a I ballerina. I was just trying to think what would go along with the theming over there. Well, what are you going to do, Winnie the Pooh? What would you do? I'm I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking about Adventureland first. I don't, I don't Oh, Adventureland. A British officer. There you go. <laughs> I have no idea. 
we've really gone off the ter- off the rails here. Like, well, officer, I mean, not like like uh, you know the British officers that would take over, you know, yeah, try know to track down pirates and stuff. Right. That type of officer, a okay. captain, there walking around looking like Napoleon. That would be very interesting. <laughs> I kid, I, I am kidding, listeners. No, I know I, you are kidding, but... But how... That would be kind of funny. So, Nick, this week, Sammy DeVoe Water Sports Center closed at Walt Disney World, and I never partook of these amazing things that you could do there, parasailing, personal watercraft rentals, tubing, whiteboarding, or water skiing, wakeboarding, excuse me, or water skiing, but I did watch people uh, before I have gone to the Contemporary and just people watch why they were doing this stuff. So, it officially closed this past Friday, and there's no reasoning behind it and and I looked because I know a lot of times we read one or two articles I literally read seven different articles about this and no one knows why all of a sudden last week they just said sorry we're gonna close and it just seems kind of fishy to me like something happened that they're trying to keep on the DL I don't know and does I'm, it have anything to do with the deaths that took place last week now what death was that see you didn't even hear about it I heard about it on the radio I tried looking for something online like within minutes and I couldn't find anything. I assumed maybe it was the construction going all over at Coronado, right? I had heard some construction workers oh, now that, passed away. Yeah. The scaffolding two, fell or something like that. They said it was in Orlando. They didn't say if it was Disney Springs or if it was Disney World. So it kind of left you hanging. And I did. I looked for that. Uh, but two men died and one guy hung on for his life. But can you imagine? I was talking to Brad about this at dinner. I'm like, can you imagine what kind of pain and suffering he's going through anyway, realizing that he lived and his partners died. I mean, it was sad. Like, the building crushed in. But anyway, I don't know that this has anything to do with it, but they said that if you've already prepaid, you just need to call 407-939-0754 and they will get you a refund. Because some people were already paid up for trips that were coming up. That's how sudden this was. This is a 20-year company that had been running. Now, I did read in one article that someone was rumored to be taking over, but it wasn't a for sure thing yet. So again, for right now, that's closed. So if you were planning on doing any of those things at Disney World when you were going sometime in the future, you're not going to be able to, and I'm sorry about that. So the construction workers, it was a Marriott International Hotel. Okay. Just adjacent right outside Disney's property. Just right. looked that up, and now it's out there. Of course. Let's see here. hoop de doo review. Uh, I believe we talked about the rumor that there was some rumor out there that this would be closing. There's an update to this rumor. Uh, it was, it's not closing. So they're not closing shop on the Hoop to Do review. Did we talk about this? We didn't talk about it I'm closing. Not sure they said they were going to refurb. Right. I'm not sure if I talked about any cancellations after that or whatnot. I couldn't remember. And I didn't go back and listen, but I did find online that there was, there's been an update on back on August 29th. Uh, you know, we were talking about last week that there was some speculation that that show may be going away or refurbed and, and, and shutting down for a little bit. Apparently not. No, it's been in our history that it was really supposed to be a short-term thing and it was such a big hit that now it's been there. But I think that they said it, they needed some updates refurbing to the building or no, something. There's no plans to cancel it out and it's going to go on as usual. So make sure you go on over and have some fried chicken and some barbecue ribs. So, Baby Maasai Giraffe makes its debut at Kilimanjaro Safaris. I knew you'd be thrilled about this, Nick. I saw this. I knew you'd bring it up, so I didn't. (laughs) The newest member of the Kilimanjaro Safaris is a Maasai Giraffe named Aelia. And this adorable calf was only two months old, and last week she made her debut on the Savannah. And on June 29th, an adorable female Maasai Giraffe calf was born. That was her. And you pronounced her name 
Isla, excuse me, I said Ayelia, excuse me. Isla is her name. They have a little pronunciation on here. She uh, had a lot of guests, of course, trying to see her. They were visiting the park last, oh, doggone. I think it was last Thursday that they were visiting and they got to see her. She's the smallest of the herd, so you should be able to pick her out right away. And she will nurse for about a year with her mother, so she'll be hanging around. But then she'll move on to lush, veg- lush vegetation and that's available in the savannah that, that Disney has put there for her. And by the time she's full grown and ready to leave her mom, or well, at least not hang on to her mom all the time, her tongue will be 18 inches long and she'll use it to strip the leaves off the thorny branches. It's a little a history, or a little giraffe lesson in this. Um, this spe- this specific, oh, I can't talk today. The specific species of the Maasai giraffe, there's only 32,000 of them left because there's so many poachers out there. I guess they want the skin or whatever. Um, it doesn't really say. And isn't, they have like these little, they're not horns, but I can't think what those little things are with a ball on top of them that are on the giraffe's head. You know what I'm talking about? I do know what you're talking about. I do not know what they're called. Well, I know that they can be used to carve things into well anyway that is one of the primary things that disney is trying to do is to repopulate the maasai giraffe because it is i know thirty-two thousand seems like a lot but if you think of that worldwide that's really not so one check uno they've repopulated with just one so far right well i mean i think that one that we know about right now right i'm sure they're still trying to populate them there was more of the article talked about why they chose the dad and the mom, I didn't get into all that, but I thought it was funny. Like, they picked certain giraffes that they thought would make a good baby calf, and it was oh. pretty hilarious. So they profiled? Yes. Really? <laughs> hmm. All right, let's go here. Uh, Disney confirms, uh, this is actually confirmed, we talked about it last week as a rumor that Artist Point was going to become yeah. a Snow White restaurant. Well, in fact, it is going to become a Snow White restaurant. We shared this rumor last week. If if you go, guests are going to be invited, it says, into like an enchanted forest inspired by Disney's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Guests can enjoy their meals with Dopey, Snow White, Grumpy, and apparently an, an encounter with the Queen herself as well. So, very neat. I have to get all over this once this is opened up. No, I saw it and I didn't write it down because I knew Sn- Snow's your girl. I have to leave Snow for you. Snow. The Nutcracker in the Four Realms, a sneak peek is coming to the Disney parks. So you can get a sneak peek of it. Uh, it doesn't say where. And I'm assuming and this is bad for me to do that. I understand. But it does say Disney Hollywood Studios. So it's probably going to be where they show One Man's Dream. And it's going to be at the Sunset Showcase Theater at Disney's California Adventure. And you can get a quick uh, little view of what the Nutcracker in the Four Realms is going to be like. Also, um, if you don't get to see it there, then you can see it on TV. It's going to be on pretty soon. And it comes out in theaters on November the 2nd. Nutcracker and the Four Realms. So when is this ever going to go away? And hopefully this is laid to rest once and for all. I'm still talking about the digital download code battle with Redbox and Disney. Let it die. It has cropped back up again. We know that Walt Disney World won a preliminary injunction that forced Redbox to stop selling digital codes of Disney movies. Disney now, you know, so going back a little bit, just for our listeners, if they don't know, Disney claimed that Redbox was violating copyright laws by reselling the downloaded codes from their movies. So now since that, since the decision that, you know, Disney finally won that court battle, Disney has changed the language on their packaging listeners to specifically saying that digital code in this package may not be sold separately. So there you go. 
Disney has now fixed it. For right now. They won the lawsuit and fixed their language. Well, they had to refile if you read the whole article because yes, I remember... Yes, they did. Yeah. And, they, and, and they won. Yeah, this so time. So D- Disney finally won. But so Disney did, did not uh, cross all their T's and dot all their I's, though, with the, the verbiage or the language on the digital codes themselves. Shocks me, by the way. You, you know, I, I everything... We're all human. We overlook things every right. now and then. But wow, to overlook something as big as this, right? To where another third-party company can come in and take those digital codes and resell them because you know, you don't have it labeled properly. You don't. You don't. It doesn't say this can't be resold. You know. So if we buy two, you know, we have rights to both of them, which was the argument by Redbox. Right. Anyway, Disney came back, took it. You know, went back to court. They won that lawsuit. Don't you think though that Disney does so much that people. They at Disney probably think mm, they won't question us. We're Disney. I'm I'm sure to an extent, but I also we all know that Disney crosses their T's and dots their lowercase J's, right? For our Wayne's World fans, and uh, pads their pockets with some green, right? So Chicken Guy opened this week. We had mentioned previously that Guy Fieri and uh, Robert, they did not have him in this article, the guy that does uh, Restaurant Impossible, put together this restaurant that's going to have chicken fingers and Mac Daddy Mac and Cheese, which I don't know what that is, but if you could taste it while you're there, I'd really appreciate it. I was wondering if it was fried, but I couldn't find that in any of the articles. It's got to be great if it's the Mac Daddy of all Mac Daddy and Cheese. But the thing that I thought was really cool is they have 22 different dipping sauces to pick from, Nick. So surely somebody's favorite dipping sauce is at this restaurant. And uh, one of the things that somebody said is it called a triple double mint spin. That's the name of their ice cream, the soft serve. You can either get it in a cone or you can get it as a shake. And uh, the guy that did the article said it was like a Girl Scout Thin Mint cookie in every bite or sip. So it sounded good to me. I like Thin Mints. Disney has collaborated with Amazon, bringing classic soundtracks to Prime Music. Now, I am a subscriber to Prime Music. Are you, Vixter? I don't... Through, Amazon Prime? Through Amazon. Oh, yes. You pay, what, $9 a month, and you have unlimited streaming music for right. unlimited anything, everything. The Disney Music Group and Amazon announced that the two companies are teaming up to bring Disney fans a new opportunity to stream their favorite Disney songs. The new collection, Disney Hits features over 50 soundtracks from Disney's classic animated films. Disney Pixar, Marvel Studios, Lucasfilm, Disney Junior, and others that span across over nine decades. So the soundtracks themselves include now, I don't don't know why Disney had to collaborate with Amazon first off before I finish this article. I don't know why Disney just couldn't have created these extra uh, soundtracks and then they were just uploaded on to Amazon Prime music, I don't understand because some of these I've already listened to and I've listened to on a weekly basis. So right. it's nothing new. Beauty and the Beast, that's always been there. Frozen, Moana, Snow White, Little that's always that, that's always been part of Prime Music. I think what this article is trying to elaborate is the, the fact that they are consolidating, maybe, creating a soundtrack that, like they said, encompasses over fifty soundtracks. I don't know. So it like sounds one, like they're so trying to get big, some money. It's like one big album to where it consolidates all of your favorite songs instead of like, so instead of me typing in Beauty and the Beast to listen to one of my favorite songs, and right. once that is done, type in Frozen, right? Gotcha. And then listen to that one. And once that's done, type in Moana. Am I saying that right? Moana, yeah. hopefully. Yes. Okay. Anyway. The movie that you still didn't watch? I've seen half of it. <laughs> so. Such a good movie. Anyway, I don't know how they're teaming up and collaborating. I, 
Disney call for what it is. You're just creating new soundtracks and albums, and they're being uploaded on music. On there's going to be some money involved here. You think? No, there's not. It's just a subscription. I know, but... $9 a month, something I, like that. I was yeah. wondering if the subscription was going to go up. So Disney and Osmo launched the Osmo Super Studio featuring Mickey Mouse. And Nick, I don't know. Um, I know you bring your kids to Makerspace, but I know she didn't have these out the first time. Makerspace for people that are listening is like a creative outlet for our kids to go to for like 30 minutes during the week. And these Osmos... Hold up. Stop. Let's be honest. It's really just a break for the teachers. It is, but it's a way for the kids... I know. The kids do get to be creative oh, in ways we, that we don't allow them to on a normal basis. And that's the and that's the typical mask that we will use and facade when we tell someone else what it re- what it is and what it really is. Listeners, is a break for us teachers to it take is, a little break and drop the kids off at the pool. It is a little break, but we have to be there with them, so it's not like a complete break. But oh wait, wait, you're, they have you stay? Yes, you're supposed Dude, to stay. I get, I get to leave. No. You have to stay? You're supposed to stay. I kid. I'm joking. I'm I know. Stay too. But anyway, they announced the launch of the new Osmo Super Studio featuring Mickey Mouse's re- first reflective animation experience. Now, Nick is an awesome drawer, so he doesn't need to, or artist, I should say. He doesn't need one of these things, but this innovative system allows kids to be able to draw Mickey and all of his pals and watch them come to life on the screen. That's awesome. I would love to play around with that. Well, then you need to ask Sandy to get it out when we're down there for Makerspace so you can play with it. Because she has an Osmos. We just need to get this little thing so you can play with the Disney characters. And it says as the story progresses, characters ask for tools like toys and scenery and snacks to bring into their world. And when the kids are asked to draw Daisy, they have the freedom to draw her as they see her or uh, they like to see her with a bow or an astronaut helmet. So your child comes to life. So like that Snow White that I that you have hanging behind me that I drew for you. She would start singing and dancing. Really? That's how the Osmo works. She was telling me how cool it was. I, one of my kids played with it last year, but I don't know if she has this Mickey Mouse one, but I think we need to talk her into getting it. Let's see here. I'm up. So let's talk about, oh, you already talked about the two-month-old giraffe. We, did we talk, oh, minivan. Did we talk about how the service is now available, extending all the way to the airport? It is, but I read that article and it didn't tell me how much money that was going to cost me. $150 each way. They are cuckoo. 300 bucks if you go there and No. Back. So in the beginning of the trip and the end of your trip. Let me tell you something, listeners. So here, here's the deal. Minivan service is now available between the Orlando International Airport and all the Disney World resorts. It's going to cost you 150 buckaroos each way. So in theory, if you take it when you get there and when you leave... 300 bucks. Magical Express. Magical Express is free. (laughs) If you don't like to ride the Magical Express and you don't like to get up so early and check in, you can always Uber. Uber. So if you're still wanting that private transportation transportation, feel. Right. (laughs) That sounds weird. I know, but I... Uber's only going to cost you like 40 bucks one way. That's crazy. To the airport, which is still pricey. Right. But not really considering how far away the airport is from Disney World. So I, I think you should go with the Magical because Express. Because I've done it. I've Ubered from the resort to the airport and it cost me $40. And you're crazy. And that is <laughs> with a tip. So Still crazy. $80 round trip versus $300 round trip. It doesn't take a genius to figure out that, you know... Obviously, Disney's racking in the bucks on this one. Well, I still want to ride in that from like the resort to one of the parks, just I because I think. Forget about it, really. What What are the be- What are the benefits? Uh, it drives you right to the bus spots. So does an Uber. No, it does not. Those minivans are allowed to go right to the bus stops right outside of the park. 
the Ubers have to drop you off somewhere. As you know, they have to drop you off at, like, Contemporary, and you have to walk in that way. Okay, so you mean the bus stops just the parks? At the parks, it lets the van go right to where the bus is let off. Okay, because I'm thinking, all right, so Disney Hollywood Studios... It's, yeah, clo- it's closer. That's going to do... The bus stop is closer. Even before they started refurbing the spots, the, the drop-off and the pickup is closer than the buses. Animal Kingdom, closer than the buses. Magic Kingdom, not closer to the buses because you have to be dropped off either the TCC or the Contemporary. But with the Contemporary, the benefit is you have your own security line and you can get in faster. So it's probably breaking even right there. What am I missing? I'm missing um, in part Epcot. Yeah. Closer than the buses. Where do they drop off for Uber? Yes. No, we took an Uber. You walk, no. For Epcot, you walk over to the left, right? Left and around, up where the buses are. And it's before, it's actually in front of all the buses. Right? If I'm getting, maybe I'm mixing no, up with Hollywood Studios. you take a bus to Hollywood Studios and take a boat to Epcot and alleviate all that junk in the front of Epcot. The drop off and pickup spots are closer than the buses are on all the parks except for the Magic Kingdom. I'm going to have to investigate this. Investigate. I am. All right, moving along. Disneyland confirms Oga's Cantina and Galaxy's Edge will serve alcohol. Now, uh, the revelation that Star Wars Galaxy's Edge would be home to a cantina, rumors began to spread that the location would be the first public area at the Disneyland Park that would serve alcohol. Uh, Today, the Disney Parks blog announced new details on Oga's Cantina and confirmed that the alcoholic beverages will be available. According to the Post, the Cantina will serve drink choices for kids and libations for adults. Notably, while alcohol is being available at the Disney California Adventure, the only location in Disneyland Park that serves the hard stuff was the Private Club 33. So this is big news for them because we all know that that's the reason that Walt did not build his park here in St. Louis, Missouri. So right now he's rolling over in his grave. Was over alcohol. And and as much as people will tell you that that is not the case, it's not that simplistic, just over two stubborn individuals that could not agree. Yes, Walt was was as stubborn as the most stubborn person out there. And so was Augie Bush. Yes. And when you get two like-minded individuals that are the exact same, you're not going to get anything done. For sure. Right. Moving on, let's talk about Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. We talked about this last week, I believe, or maybe it was two weeks ago, how it's going under refurbishment, and yes. we had an, an open date on when it was supposed to reopen. Well, apparently it's gonna, going to return later than expected, and the new reopening date is going to be October 3rd. Oh, just in time for you to come. This is over at... Oh, you said Disneyland, Disneyland. sorry. Disneyland, yeah, you caught you said- me off guard. I was like, wait a minute, Disneyland. I think we had talked about it was supposed to open back up on the 21st of September. Yeah, sounds right. October 3rd now, listeners, is when Disneyland's Enchanted Tiki Room is going to open up. And that's like a standard thing you need to visit, too, so it's that sad. Great news for our Disneyland friends after we gave you some sad news about the Tiki Room. Nick's favorite thing is the mobile ordering app, and they are going to have seven more restaurants that are participating in this at Sweet. Disneyland. Sweet. Who is it? So starting... Disneyland, you say? Oh, yes. I'm uh, sorry. Okay, okay. Yeah, but Disney World's pretty... Pretty much every place. Yeah. So, last Thursday, they started with Bayside Brews at Disney's California Adventure, Harbor Galley at Disneyland, and the Tiki Juice Bar at Disneyland. But this month, they're also going to add Edelweiss Snacks, Stage Door Cafe, Refreshment Corner, and Royal Street Veranda. So, they will have seven more uh, 
quick serve places that they can go and mobile order and walk up to that little thing and say, well, they might have to say to the nice man, uh, the line's back there, dude. I'm just kidding, because that's what happened to you. That's what I was saying. When you went. I absolutely love the online mobile ordering. It makes life so easy and it's very convenient. Unless somebody butts the line. And, yes, exactly. <laughs> Unless someone butts the line, you've been waiting for 15, 20 minutes already. Not Although, that I was waiting that long. I was going to say, you I'm don't usually saying, wait that long. You usually don't. Sometimes you can wait, though. It depends just how busy they are. Yep. And you can order on the child's menu, and they and they don't question you, which is good. <laughs> that is, that's Nick's favorite money saver. To save some tip. money. Oh, yeah. The grilled cheese over at the Beer Guest Restaurant. <laughs> Texas Toast. Delish. It's his favorite. All right. So I have one more story coming at you, Vicky, and that's what I have left. Disney, we talked about the streaming service that Disney's going to have, and we, I believe we reported, because it was originally reported by the Variety, we said that it's going to be called Disney Play. Well, the Variety have uh, retracted that information, and now, according to the Fortune, Disney has confirmed that Disney Play is not the tentative name. So, I, we have one company <laughs> saying this, right, another company saying yes, another company saying no, one yeah. company says, no, I retract that information... They just didn't want it out yet. Yeah, no, who knows? It's going to be very hilarious when Disney does come out with their name. And no, they say, believe it. And you, you know, the drum roll plays, the crash, and they say, Disney play. <laughs> and then we're all going to say, we already knew that. This anyway. is old news. So on Labor Day, that was the last day that Bugs Land was open at Disney's California Adventure. It opened in October That's 10th right. of 2002. And Bugs Land had things like, it's tough to be a bug, the canopy of clovers, Princess Dot's Puddle Park, which was one of the first water play areas at Disney, Flix Flyers, Francis Ladybug's Boogie, Tuck and Rolls, drive em Buggies, and Heimlich's Choo Choo Train. That's my favorite, by the way, Nick, the Choo Choo Train of Heimlich. Uh, Disney doesn't want us to be sad because they said that great things are in store to replace the Bugs Land. Also, this week they reported, or they put out pictures, so you're going to have to Google because obviously we're not an audio show, for you to look at the progress that's being done with Hollywood Studios' Disney Skyliner. So when you get there, Nick, it should be really far along, let's hope. Every time I go back out, I see more and more progress. Right. So hopefully we're getting closer. Wasn't it supposed to be in the fall of this year? I can't remember. I think it pushed it back, though. Yeah, probably so. Then this was really cool because my kids love John Williams, and I think you love John Williams, too, Nick. And he is returning to score Disney's Galaxy Edge Park. Good. It's he. Well, right now it says he's rumored to write and score the music with Michael Giacchino for Disneyland and Walt Disney World's Galaxy Edge theme park with the expansions. Making Star Wars reports. The pair expected to team for the new music to accompany the Star Wars themed lands, all new rides and attractions, and are likely to provide area music that will be heard as guests explore the 14 acres of the Star Wars galaxy. That's good. I'm glad they're incorporating new music, something newer, but I hope they also blend in some of the old. I was going to say, I think they'll keep some of the authenticity of it just because you want that so that you recognize it as Star Wars music, I would think. I mean, I'm not a songwriter, but, you know. Well, in all the Star Wars films, it's all the same. You're right. It's blended with some of the old stuff into the new. And exact. you're absolutely right, because it is true to Star Wars. Correct. So the last thing I got, Nick, is that there were some summer celebrity sightings at Disney World. One of them was Luis Fonso. He was on a Disney Dream Cruise with his family. He's the guy that sang Despacito. Isn't that the one your son likes yeah. to sing? <laughs> well, yeah, he used to. Oh, he doesn't do it anymore because you told him what it meant, what it means. Well, I figured out what it meant. Oh, <laughs> and I put a stop to that. 
So also Lance Bass and his husband, Michael Turkin, were caught on the teacups with Alice in Wonderland at the Mad Tea Party at Magic Kingdom. Hey now, who was on the teacup? Lance Bass, his husband, who's, and Alice in Wonderland. Who's Lance? He used to be in sync. Yes. Bonhead kid? Yes. That's Lance? How did I know it was the Bonhead kid? I have no idea. Hmm. The also, one that always looks like a baby? Like baby face? He has a baby face. Yeah. How did I know that was Lance? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even follow them. It just sounds like, you know, you just, oh yeah, look at your face. Yeah, you're, you're named Lance. That's, that's all I was going off of. <laughs> like, for reals, I'm thinking of, you said, NSYNC? Backstreet Boys, what are they? One of the two of them, I can't remember. Babyface Lance. My daughter's screaming at me right now because she knows both of them. Uh, Actress, singer, and fashion designer Vanessa Williams was always also caught posing pictures with Daisy Duck at Animal Kingdom and Marcus. Really? Yeah. Over giving some some floor to some love. Yep. You never have Disney celebrity. I should say never, but very rarely. Scope them out. Marcus Scribner, who I didn't know who that was, but he's from the show Blackish. He was posing with Launchpad McQuack at Disney's Animal Kingdom. So, uh, a lot of celebrity sightings that were caught by someone, either Disney or uh, wow. a guest. This was just within this past week. No, this is in the past week. This is It said celebrity summer sightings. Oh, summer sighting. Got it. Yeah. So, June and July. They didn't actually have any in August at all. Hmm. You know, I mean, I was there. I didn't make the list. <laughs> Nick Iman, famous third grade teacher from St. Peter's, Missouri. <laughs> oh my gosh. Genius. All right, Vixer, that's all I have, and I know that's all you got. And it's time for the history. So, Vicki, why don't you take us back? Here we go. We're traveling backwards in time. Right now, we're leaving the world of today behind. So, if your imagination is ready, here we go. September the 5th, 1966, Disneyland's Flying Saucers attraction, located in Tomorrowland, closes after just five years in operation. It featured single-seat hovercrafts, and the saucers were difficult to maintain. Also closing in Tomorrowland on the very same day, the Tomorrowland Jets, which returned in August of 1967 as the Rocket Jets. But today, Space Mountain occupies the area where the Disney Flying Saucers used to be. That was before both of our times. 1966. Yeah, the ride was a complete flop. I remember Dave talking about this story back in the day and when he'd bring the history to us. And he he went into details on how the ride was fabricated, the idea behind it and everything. And it seemed like a very wonderful idea. And it did on paper. But then when you put it into practice, you know, it just didn't fly. That's sad. Get it? No pun intended. Right. September 6, 2001, a 24-karat gold sculpture called Celebration Mickey 100 Golden Years of Magic is the main auction item at the 2001 official Disney Disneyana convention. The live auction held at the Disneyland Resort starts at 7 p.m. and it valued at over $1 million. The two-foot-tall Celebration Mickey was created to observe Walt Disney's 100th birthday. A portion of the proceeds from the auction was donated to the Walt Disney Company Compassion Program and it goes towards children with life-threatening illnesses. And I have to say, I do appreciate that about Disney and many of big companies that are willing to give back, especially to kids with illnesses. Not that older people should have illnesses too, but I just, it just doesn't seem fair when you see a small kid with it that's ill. September 7th, 1984, Morocco, the first new World Showcase pavilion to be added to the original roster since the park opened in 1982. Located between France and Japan, the Morocco pavilion recreated the architecture and atmosphere of Casablanca, Fez, and Morocco. Marrakech, sorry. It's the first country in the world showcase sponsored by that government and not a corporation. 
the king of Morocco actually sent his royal craftsmen over to lay the tile work and the carvings and the paintings that are in the pavilion in Morocco. That's awesome. I know. I mean, like, oh, you go to other country. <laughs> I don't know. I can't talk uh-huh. in Moroccan. But, you know, I mean, he's like, no, I'm, I'm sending the best over to you. You know what I mean? Like, right. September 8th, 2004. I'm going to be quiet now. Disney legend Frank Thomas, one of Walt's nine old men, passed away at the age of 92 in California. And his Disney credits during his 43-year career at Disney was animating Thumper and Bambi on the ice. Uh, Lady and the Tramp eating the romantic spaghetti dinner. And... Mad Madam Mim in the Sword and the Stone. He was a native Californian and he played the piano for the Disney Dixieland Jazz Group as well. So that's pretty cool. Wow, he animated some pretty iconic scenes. I know. Like the spaghetti one is nice. Nice, yeah. September 9th, 2013, the reimagined California Grill, the upscale restaurant located atop Disney's Contemporary Resort, debuts. It opened in 1995. The 15th floor eatery now features new floor-to-ceiling windows and decorative elements based on the work of iconic Disney artist Mary Blair. So when they originally had this built, it did not have floor-to-ceiling windows to make it even better to watch the fireworks from up there. So amazing. I did. I don't think I realized that, actually, because uh, we must have went in 2000. <laughs> I'm trying to think when the first year we went. I think it was 2014. I just always assumed it had those tall windows. September 10th, 2007, Walt Disney World honors the crew of the NASA Space Shuttle Endeavor mission and the achievement of teacher-turned-astronaut Barbara Morgan. It was the first official appearance of the STS-118 crew since returning to Earth on August 21st, and the Epcot and Magic Kingdom held ceremonies, which included a dedication at Mission Space and allowed school-aged children to interact with the Endeavor astronauts. And last but not least for this week, next Tuesday will be September 11th, 2001. Following the morning, the terrorist attacks on the Pentagon, New York City's World Trade Center, and in the air over Pennsylvania, the Walt Disney World Resort in Florida, and the Disneyland Resort in California closed without incident. All the resort hotels remained open and provide accommodation to guests who weren't able to leave. Phone charges were suspended so that the guests could reach their family to let them know that they were okay. And the closure marks only the second time Disneyland had locked its gates in 56 years of history due to the national tragedy. The first time that the gates had been closed was on November of 1963 when John F. Kennedy was assassinated. Uh, at Disney World, cast members in all the four parks were instructed to hold hands, form a human wall, and gently, without touching the guests, walk towards the hub of of each park and eventually towards the exit. This calmly forced the guests out of the park. Security followed each human wall to make sure no one gets past, and it took less than 30 minutes to evacuate thousands of guests from all of the theme parks. Oh my gosh. 30 minutes? Yeah. Wow. That's a lot of people. I mean, think about and it. How not, much. It's not like they practice this. No. It's not like they practice with no, drills. Ready for it. So then it says Disneyland Resorts. The food and beverage stations remained open and at no charge they fed and gave drinks to the guests that were still on the property. And the AMC theaters at downtown Disney in California showed free Disney films for the guests that got stranded there. And due to the time difference, the California theme parks never even opened because, of course, that hit at 8 a.m. Eastern time. So that would have only been like 5 a.m. or 4 a.m. Is it four hours difference or three? Four. Yeah. So... They didn't even have to ever have to worry about that part. But wow, what a, I mean, that's a day. Now the kids don't really remember it when they were talking about that. Um, I think Kaylee said in her college class that this was the first, oh no, it was Joey, the first college freshman that didn't really remember 9-11 because he was one. Wow. 
You know what? It may be just three, now that I think about it. Sorry, kind of after I told you four. Either like, way. You no, know no, I think it's three hours. Four right. or five o'clock right, in the morning right, right, gave right. them plenty of time to be right. able to never have to open See so a mountain gates. time, right? Aren't they on, say, they're a mountain, on, Pacific, yes. and Central? And, they're on Pacific. Yeah. Anyway. So anyway. That not is that we a, have two teachers who are trying to figure out the time. <laughs> we don't teach the time zones in our grades. We're sorry But it's that. common knowledge, and we all should know. That's right. What you're else right. you got, Vicky? Is that it? That is all. Yeah, I finished with that. That it's kind of a, a sad one, but at the same time, I think it's a good thing for our country to remember how far we've come since September. Yeah, because too many people like to forget about it. You know, like just sweep it under the rug like it never happened and go on with our daily lives or stick our head in the sand. You're absolutely right. Listeners, you know, last week we talked about how we were going to have Casey on our program talking about her trip to Disney World and we were supposed to sit down and record it today and we just didn't get get around to it and our schedules, we just can't get our schedules to match up. So just to give you guys a heads up, so we've published uh, this episode today, our rumors and news. We're going to have another one that's going to come out as well this Friday and it's going to be our Disney bracket that Vicky put together and that bracket is on uh, basically a variety of everything. We're talking films, we're talking animation, right. we're talking music, right? Right. Yeah, I pulled, I pulled it off the internet. But oh, yes. you did? Okay. So we're going to have that one release on Friday. I don't believe we're going to have one that's going to release on Monday, so we do apologize for that, but we'll kick it right back up again midway through your work week for your hump day rumors and news on that Wednesday edition rumors and news to you. As always, listeners, we want to say thank you for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears. Please, please, please follow us on social media. Social media. We've gotten some reviews on iTunes and we really do love it. Uh, that stuff's coming in. We've had text messages, emails, so keep that coming. If you want to text us, 407-674-0414, please do tell us how we're doing. Also, you can email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. If you want that free Nova obligation quote for your next Disney World vacation, email us as well, travel at mousecapadespodcast.net. Follow us on social media. You can follow us on Twitter. I'll do that one first because I always jack that one up. It's going to be Mousecapades Pod, right? Vicky, am I saying that right? Mousecapades Pod. Yes. Follow us on Instagram. It's going to be Mousecapades underscore Nick. And you can also follow us on Facebook, The Mousecapades Podcast. Remember to check out our friends at WaltExpress.com for all things Disney. Vixter, I think it's about that time. Peace. And love. Have, Have a, a magical, magical day, day, my friends. friends. You've been listening to the all-new Mousecapades podcast. Be our guest. Put our service to the test. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening. And have a magical day.